joining me again uh, by the magic of BT, which seems kind of apt, is uh, Simon Head. Simon, you've had a fantastic weekend. Tell me all about it. Oh, it's a fantastic weekend. I mean, UFC on Fox Sports 1 was the, the landmark show that the UFC put out on the weekend. Um, obviously, they were launching a new, new TV network, a new channel over there in the States. And uh, such as the growth of the UFC, they actually launched it uh, with this show at the weekend. So uh, Dana White and UFC put together a, a, an incredible card of, uh, of fights, as I said before the event. And there's no world title on the fight, but really it was it was like a high-grade pay-per-view card. There were so many great fights on there. And uh, with probably only one exception, the entire card delivered. We had, I think, seven different uh, I think we had seven finishes. Uh, we had close decisions. It was it was it was a great night all round. I'm not sure if you can comment, but um, we all know the fight that we're talking about when um, we're talking about under delivering. Um, what what is next for Mr. Flying Back Spinning Kick Uriah Hall? I mean, really and truly, it seems as though he failed to pull the trigger. Yeah, it's, it's it's a strange one. I wrote about him on the, on the BT Sport website yesterday. He's he's got all the talent in the world. He's got everything there to be a to be a real force as a, as a UFC middleweight. But it's as if there's something not quite there mentally with him. Uh, whether he's just a little bit gun shy or just the the fact that this has all happened so quickly. He went into the uh, into the Ultimate Fighter house, had that incredible knockout in his first fight, and uh, he's, had, he's had an awful lot written and said about him since since that um, knockout of uh, Adam Seller. And maybe it's just been a little bit too much too quickly. I know he's, he's, he's been uh, obviously fighting on the regional scene in, uh, in the US, but uh, moving up to the UFC is, is, is a big step up wherever you're moving from. And uh, perhaps it's just been a little bit too quick for him. He's got the talent. I just think, I think he, might, he just might need a little bit of time away just, just to get himself in the right sort of headspace and then then maybe come back and have another go. Um, we saw little signs that, that, that perhaps he was uh, a little bit fragile mentally during the show, during the Ultimate Fighter show. I remember there was a memorable episode where uh, Charles Sonnen sat him down next to the cage and gave him a bit of a pep talk. Uh, and that was all about a fighter's confidence. And uh, I think that's what it is. I mean, he's got, as I say, he's got all the technique and talent in the world. It's just uh, you've got to deliver on the day, haven't you? Oh, definitely. I mean, for me, speaking or just taking, coining a phrase there, delivering on the day, I think let's move quickly over to Conor McGregor, who, to my mind, definitely delivered on the day. I've had your opinion. Yeah, I thought he was superb. I mean, obviously, he was, he was disappointed at the end of his fight that he didn't get the finish. Um, and I hope that the, uh, the knee injury that he sustained, I think it was in the second round, um, isn't, isn't a serious one and it's not one that's going to keep him out for too long. Uh, I know a lot of people would love to see him on the uh, on, on the Manchester card, um, and certainly not um, certainly if not then, then uh, on on a, on a future card in Dublin, uh, they could build an event around him, no problem at all. Um, but I thought against Max Holloway, um, who's a decent stand-up fighter and has got a good knockout record, um, he looked very very comfortable in there, and he made Holloway look like a novice. Um, Holloway's no mug; he's quite a young fighter, but. Uh, McGregor looks like a seasoned veteran already and he's only had two fights. So it's going to be very interesting to see what direction UFC takes him. Um, there must be a temptation to really push him into, into the, uh, the upper echelon with the, uh, the featherweight division and stick him in against the top 10 guy. But um, 
it might be more prudent to perhaps give him another one or two before pitching him, pitching him right up into the uh, into the big leagues. Well, Connor being Connor, he's already said, um, as it was announced today, that he, well, his injury, first of all, is a minor injury. But what he said already is that he wants Diego Brandao. I thought Brandao, um, he's always a very exciting fighter to watch, especially in the first round. He's very explosive. Um, he did very well against Daniel Pineda on, on Saturday night. Obviously, he got the, uh, he got the decision win. Uh, slowed down a little bit as the fight went on, but when you when you throw everything into your first round the way Diego does, uh, it's not surprising that um, down the stretch things slow down a little bit. But I think Brandao versus McGregor's got got all the all the hallmarks of a fight a fight of the night candidate. Um, McGregor's exciting to watch. Um, he's not got perhaps the uh, the lightning pace that Brandao's got, uh, but McGregor's got just fantastic technique and brilliant footwork and I can see McGregor picking apart Brandau, um probably late in, late in the first round, maybe midway through the second round. Um, certainly when Brandau sort of uh, gets all that nervous energy out of the system and starts to slide, I think McGregor will really come into his own and probably finish him inside the system. Closing out the card, we had uh, Chael P. Sonnen. What do you think of his performance, considering there was a lot riding on this, him being um, so larger than life, and plus putting it out there that, you know, really, he, he wasn't really in there to play. I mean, what did you make of his performance? I thought it was superb. I think um, Sonnen's sort of larger than life personality almost almost undermines his ability as a fighter. I mean, he's, this is a guy who's fought for a world championship in the UFC on three separate occasions against two, the two best fighters in the world, pound for pound. Uh, he was very close to winning the middleweight title against Anderson Silva. We all know what happened there in, uh, in his first meeting. Um, obviously, the second one didn't go quite so well for him. But taking those those bouts aside, he's got a very very strong record in the UFC. And um, if you take a look at the UFC rankings today, he's the only fighter in the UFC who's ranked in the top ten in two different weight classes. He's top ten in uh, middleweight and light heavyweight. And I think. I think that gives you a, a measure of uh, the, the standard of athlete that he is. Um, and as, as for his performance on Saturday night, he was against the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, who is a former UFC light, light heavyweight champion, um, and he submitted him inside a round. Um, and this is a guy who, not that long ago, was uh, was making sort of disparaging remarks about uh, Jiu-Jitsu and uh, people getting Jiu-Jitsu black belts and things like this. But his submission game is vastly underrated, and he submitted Brian Stan with a with an arm triangle not that long ago, um, and he pulled out a guillotine choke against uh, Shogun. As I say, a very very experienced fighter, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and he could do nothing about it. So I think I think Solon is he is the real deal. He's a real deal outside of the outside of the uh, outside of the octagon, and uh, he gets the business inside. I don't think I don't think too many of his critics can have too much to say after Saturday. Indeed, indeed. Now, before we move on to the next card, um, you had your launch last night of Beyond the Octagon. I mean, how did that go for you? Was it the finished product that you expected it to be? Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I actually watched it at home, um, and uh, so I, I sort of looked at it with a sort of a, a viewer's eyes rather than someone who's sort of quite close to it. So I, I watched it at home, and. Uh, 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. Obviously, you know, I'm slightly biased. I work here, but I thought the product was excellent for a, for a, for a debut show that was going out live. I thought Caroline and Gareth did a great job. I thought the VT segments were fantastic. I thought the uh, the James Haskell feature that's going to be a regular part of the show, going around training with UFC fighters in their various gyms. I think that's going to give a real a real insight to how professional these guys are fighting the UFC. And uh, I thought the uh, segment you did with John Hathaway was, was, was excellent. So I, all in all, I thought for a first show, um, and obviously the fact that it's going out live, I thought I thought the whole thing, uh, you know, lots of positives to be taken and, you know, onwards and upwards from here. He goes out live and I must say, I, I'm, I'm wagging my finger now because um, it's, uh, it's messing up my viewing times because it's <laughs> on at the same time as Top Boy. Now, my man Ashley Waters, uh, having worked with Ashley in the past, I'm very supportive of his work, so there's no way that I was missing Top Boy. How can someone like myself um, watch recurring episodes of um, Beyond the Octagon? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously if you've got, if you've got Sky Plus or um, Virgin, I'm Virgin now, of course, as we know, if you've got a Virgin Plus box or a TiVo, you can just series link it. It's going to be every Tuesday night. Uh, I think as much as possible it'll be the same time slot. I think they're looking for 9pm 9, 9 on Tuesday nights. Uh, it's going it's to be a weekly show, so um, you know, even if you can't, even if you can't watch watch the thing live, um, you know, get it series linked on your on your DVR, whichever whichever version of it you have to have, and, uh, and catch up with it. I'll be honest with you, that's exactly what I had to do as well. Uh, MMA's got to break into the mainstream in this country, and I'm still trying to break it into the mainstream in my own house. <laughs> um, so, so were, you, were you all sat around watching Top Boy as well? You get me, Blad? Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't quite like that. Was, <laughs> I had to compete with the Bake Off, believe it or not. So, <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I negotiated a deal with my wife. She can watch the Bake Off first, and then and then we can put UFC on. So, um, so that's that's how it works in in the, in the head household at the moment. But um, no, it all went very well. The show was great, and uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to. Uh, future shows. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to touch base obviously next week, but leading up to that, um, any nice little tasters for the next card, which is uh, taking place next Wednesday, I understand? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit of a strange one this one, because it's a midweek card. We've never had, as far as I can remember, I can't remember there ever being a midweek uh, UFC event. It's going to be Wednesday night, 28th of August. It's going to be live on BT Sport 1. Uh, it all kicks off at, he says, checking your schedules, 1am. Uh, the Beyond the Octagon show, if you missed episode 2 next week, that's going to be shown before it at midnight, so you can catch up on that. that then that runs straight into the UFC on Fox Sports, Condit versus Campman. That's going to be that's going to be a decent headline fight. Carlos Condit, obviously former interim champion, against the man who's got a victory over it, uh, Martin the Hitman Campman, who's always been uh, a top contender in the UFC wants to wait division so that's going to be a really strong fight to headline that card it's not as strong or as big a card as the one we had at the weekend obvious reasons it's uh, it's a slightly smaller event but there's some great fights on there Donald Cerrone versus Rafael Dos Anjos is the co-main at lightweight Cerrone's always excited to watch uh, and Dos Anjos when he's on his game is, is a match for pretty much anybody in that lightweight division you've got the ultimate fighter winner Kelvin Gastelum He's up against Brian Melancon. Um, you've got, oh, sorry, Melanson. I should get his name right, shouldn't I? Court McGee, another ultimate fighter competitor. He's in against uh, Tough Smashes competitor Robert Whittaker. You've got uh, Takaya Muzugaki against Eric Perez. 
And another tough veteran, Brad Tavares, is taking on Bubba McDaniel. So lots of former Ultimate Fighter competitors in there. Bubba McDaniel being another one, uh, packing out that main card. Um, we've also got uh, Dylan Andrews against Papia Baby on the on the undercard. And my namesake, James Head, is in action against Jason Hyatt in the first prelim fight of the night on there. Uh, on, on uh, the Fox Sports show, so it's going to be it's going to be another good night. Watching MMA uh, late at night on a Wednesday might be uh, might be a bit tricky for a few people. So it's another opportunity to test that DVR record function out, I think, and uh, catch up with it whenever you can. Um, but it's going to be a big week that week because obviously we've got that on Wednesday night, and then you've got a couple of days rest, and then we're into uh, UFC 164, which is the lightweight title between Benson Henderson and Anthony Pettis. Uh, and that one, that one will be a big event next weekend. So uh, next week's a big one if you're a UFC fan. Fantastic. Well, we will catch up, um, obviously, ahead of 164 to break that down. But for now, as always, Simon, it's been a pleasure. Until next time. No problems. Take care.